Well, hello again, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast to help clarify the process of loss and grief through experiences shared from myself and others living with loss. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 101. In this podcast, I will review the many common myths of grief to help you better prepare for the road ahead. You are invited to join this community and share your story to help others better understand grief, how it affects us moving forward, and how best to navigate this difficult path. I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. And lastly, I ask that you take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Doing so will help this podcast reach more people like you in need of an insightful grief resource, which can help them navigate their grief journey. Now, in this episode, I've decided to go back to the basics of grief in a way, back to Grief 101. I'll be sharing with you 10 signs and symptoms of complicated grief as compiled by a trusted source, the Mayo Clinic. You may encounter these symptoms in your first few days, weeks, and certainly months after your loss. We almost all will. And because of that, I believe it's highly important to share these symptoms with you. I found it valuable to understand what may be part of the experience with grief on the road that is laid out in front of us. I also believe the better you are prepared for what lies ahead, the less surprises you will encounter, and the more successful you will be to navigate your grief. So let's dive into this week's show. So now with this show, my source is themayoclinic.org, and losing a loved one is one of the most distressful and unfortunately common experiences people face. We all know that, we get that, we understand that. And most people experiencing normal grief and bereavement have a period of sorrow and numbness and even guilt and anger. This is absolutely normal. And gradually these feelings ease. They may not completely disappear, but they get a little bit better and it's possible to accept loss and finally at some point move forward. Now for some people, feelings of loss are debilitating and don't improve after time passes. And this is known as complicated grief, sometimes called persistent complex bereavement disorder, which I never knew. And in complicated grief, painful emotions are so long-lasting and severe that you have trouble recovering from the loss and resuming your own life. Different people following different paths through the grief experience. And before we get to the 10 symptoms, let's identify the order and the timing of four of the normal phases. Now, let me be clear. The order will most always vary from person to person. First, there's accepting the reality of your loss. And then, allowing yourself to experience the pain of your loss. And also, adjusting to a new reality in which the deceased is no longer present. And finally, having other relationships or simply that feeling of moving forward. 
Now, if you are unable to move through these stages more than a year after the death of a loved one, the Mayo Clinic suggests you may have complicated grief. And they go on to offer treatment as a way to help you come to terms with your loss and reclaim a sense of acceptance and peace. And for me, this seems to paint this issue with a fairly wide brush, but I can understand if you are seriously stuck in the first or second phase after a year, you might want to find a professional to at least speak with. Now, the Mayo Clinic goes on to say that during the first few months after loss, many signs and symptoms of normal grief are the same as those of complicated grief. However, while normal grief symptoms gradually start to fade over time, those of complicated grief linger and or possibly even get worse. Complicated grief is like being in an ongoing heightened state of mourning that keeps you from healing and sometimes keeps you from a lot of the everyday life that you used to enjoy. And the operative phrase here is, it keeps you from healing. Now let's list the 10 signs and symptoms of complicated grief. If you identify with many of these symptoms, you may be experiencing complicated grief, but that's not necessarily guaranteed and might show you ways to take steps to at least address these. So symptom number one, intense sorrow, pain, and extreme focus on the loss of your loved one. Number two, focus on little else but your loved one's death. Number three, extreme focus on reminders of the loved one or excessive avoidance of those reminders. And number four, intense and persistent longing or pining for the deceased. Number five, problems accepting the death. Number six, numbness or detachment. Number seven, bitterness about your loss. Number eight, feeling that life holds no meaning or purpose. Number nine, lack of trust in others. And finally, number 10, the inability to enjoy life or think back on positive experiences with your loved ones. As I first reflected on this list of 10 symptoms, many of them are not a big surprise. And I think what the consistent theme here is that most all of this is something that you are in normal grief situations going to experience, but everything that is in this list is if you've experienced it for a very prolonged point of time and in very intense ways. That seems to be the biggest difference. You know, problems accepting the death, that is not going to be something that you should raise a red flag at the first few weeks of grief. But if that goes on and on, and it gets very, very intense, instead of lightening up just a little bit, then that might be a point of concern. Focusing on little else but your loved one's death, that definitely is going to happen. And that is going to happen for months after your initial loss. 
But when it comes to possibly a year and a half or two years past, and that feeling is as intense as the first few weeks, perhaps again, that is a sign to get some treatment. Now, let's talk about complications. Complicated grief can affect you physically, mentally, and socially. Without appropriate treatment, complications may include the following, which is provided again by the Mayo Clinic. Depression, suicidal thoughts or behaviors, anxiety, including PTSD, significant sleep disturbances, increased risk of physical illness, such as heart disease and cancer or high blood pressure, long-term difficulty with daily living, relationships or work activities, and then finally, alcohol, nicotine use, or substance misuse. So those are complications that could be associated with complicated grief and signs that you should watch out for. Now, there are preventative measures that you can take, so let's talk about the prevention. It's not clear how to prevent complicated grief, however. Now, getting counseling soon after a loss may certainly help, especially for people at increased risk of developing complicated grief. And in addition, caregivers providing end-of-life care for a loved one may benefit from counseling and support to help prepare for the death and its emotional aftermath. Now, here are some of the items that you can consider for prevention. Talking. Talking is extremely important. Talking about your grief and allowing yourself to cry also can help prevent you from getting stuck in your sadness. And as painful as it is, trust that in most cases, your pain will start to lift if you allow yourself to feel it and instead of suppressing it. Another preventative measure is seeking support. Family members, friends, social support groups, and your faith community are all good options to help you work through your grief. I speak of support constantly in this show, and support, from my experience, has been priceless. You may be able to find a support group focused on a particular type of loss if you are a widow or widower, if you've lost a child, such as the death of that spouse or the child having that common experience with those in a support group can certainly make all the difference in the world. And you can simply ask your doctor to recommend local resources. And then finally, another prevention, bereavement counseling. Through early counseling after loss, you can explore emotions surrounding your loss and learn healthy coping skills, which is the most important aspect, healthy coping skills. This may help prevent negative thoughts and beliefs from gaining such a strong hold that they're difficult to overcome or that they intensify the feelings that you're trying to walk through. So as a recap, the 10 signs and symptoms of complicated grief they will be felt by most anybody going through grief. And it's less 
the idea that you are now feeling it, you are now focusing a bit too much on your loved one's passing, that you are feeling numb or detached, that you are bitter about the loss. It's less about the fact that you are experiencing those and more about the length of time in which you are experiencing these symptoms and the intensity of these symptoms and their progress. Are they getting more intense or are they finally becoming something that you can live with and live through? That would be the details of complicated grief because many, if not all of these symptoms you're going to experience. It's at what intensity which becomes the concern. And keep in mind the preventative measures. Talking to somebody about your grief, finding a support system, your family, your friends, and, and using them and hanging on to them and finding a way to finally say, yes, I need help and thank you so much for doing this for me. And then finally, bereavement counseling, whether with a professional or a group counseling effort, when you have a specific type of loss, it's very helpful to be able to talk to the same people that have experienced similar loss. Thank you again, my friends, for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am thankful for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and sharing it with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media, share your own story and insights on grief, and join our family in helping others on this path with grief. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to find ways to join the conversation and make a difference through your story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like more personal connection with me, I invite you to connect with me via email, tim at journeytograteful.com, or simply give me a call, leave me a voicemail, or text me anytime. My phone number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, Help me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen over at Apple Podcasts. I've provided you a leave a review button at the journeytograteful.com homepage or podcast page. And your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing you can do today to help others. And I thank you so very much. Now, I'd like to share a quote from Sarah Dussin from her novel, The Truth About Forever. She writes, Grieving doesn't make you imperfect. It makes you human. Now, this is by far one of my favorite quotes, not only because of its simplicity, but its approval of grieving. As you already know, I believe there are many prongs to this thing called grief one of the most important of which is allowing yourself permission to actually grieve, to feel the feels. And remember, 
you're not imperfect. You're not overreacting or taking too long. You're grieving. And grieving is different for everyone. And above all, grief never really ends. So know that you are not alone. Know that you are going to be okay. It will take time, and no one should ever tell you it's time to stop grieving. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.